Welcome to the Devils, Angels, and Dating podcast. Devils, Angels, and Dating is a computer graphics animated short film. It's also a collaborative online project with animators from around the world. In this episode, director Michael Kaywood will outline his plans for the podcast and also give you a history of the project's inspiration. At the end of the podcast, he'll give you a status update of the film. Enjoy. Welcome to episode one of Animation in Progress, Devils, Angels, and Dating. We're using this opportunity in a podcast form to discuss the uh, making of the film as we go along, and hopefully we'll have a few opportunities to have features that focus on different aspects of the filmmaking. So the challenges, the collaborative work, the history of the project, uh, and we'll have discussions with the team members and get an opportunity to see uh, what it is that goes into the work that they're specializing in. And with any luck, uh, we'd also like to hear from other animated filmmakers out there in case they'd like to swap a few notes with us and uh, give us some insights into how they worked on their film. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. So, uh, just to get this uh, podcast started, I thought I'd do a little bit of history about how the uh, project got started, where the idea came from, all that kind of stuff. Basically, if we go back to about 2006, well, around that whole period, and a few years beforehand, I don't mind admitting that I'd been doing a little bit of internet dating and speed dating and things like that, and um, it had opened my eyes up to a kind of a new ways of doing things and like anything um, I tend to take on. I try to learn a lot about it and uh, and do it well and as I was going along I was finding all these interesting strange I don't know, tricks, um, loopholes, um, things about it that not necessarily everybody else was noticing and I just started to think, well, you know, this is some interesting material, but, you know, when you're looking for film ideas, story ideas, stuff like that, you're often looking for original material that nobody's explored before, and I thought, well, if if there's anything in my life that I can think of right now that qualifies for that, it's all these new ways of dating, these internet dating methods and things like that. So I started getting ideas in my head that maybe this was the best subject matter. I didn't know how to approach this. And then um, I was actually on a plane coming back from Australia, from one job I was doing there back to my uh, home back in England. I was sitting, funnily enough, in first class because I just managed to get myself uh, moved from a, a horrific seat next to some scary guy in the normal section. And um, I don't know why, but I, I just, while I was sat in first class, I was, uh, I didn't want to watch TV. I just sort of wanted to think about things. And uh, I've just gone through this five-month stay in Australia. Lots of big things I've been doing. Lots of major changes. I've never done that for starters. 
I started thinking, you know, it's been a really long time since I made my own short film. Uh, the last time I'd actually made my own short film was back in 1999 when I finished Panda Panda. And I was thinking, right, it's about time I really should make a short film. But everything I'd been working on up until that point was just too big. I'd written a script that was at its very minimum a 20-minute to one-hour epic. You know, it just was not something I could work on. Uh, and rather than spend a lot of time trying to pare that down to a minute worth of footage, which is what you aim for, what you never achieve, I thought, right, we'll start with something completely new. I'm, I already wanted to do this idea about working with the dating thing, and I just decided, right, okay, let's see what I can make of this. And I don't know exactly where the inspiration came from, but I started conjuring up this story in my head while I was on the flight. And I didn't have anything to write it down on, so I kind of had to keep it all in my head for the time being. And the following day, it all just came rushing back to me again and at about 1 o'clock in the morning. But I had to get it out of my head so I could get some sleep, so I started scribbling it all down. And actually, I, I can't, yeah, I guess I used my a laptop I bought in Australia and I just started tapping it all up. In the end, I got this in complete story written out in one night and I really liked it and to this day I'm still quite pleased with that story but the trouble was it wasn't a minute it was about 20 minutes worth of screen time uh, and it was a good story it had a lot of heart it was kind of based around a guy that discovers internet dating and goes through several failures before eventually falling in love with his neighbor but it was too long it was uh, most of the story focused too much on the negative aspects um, before it finally became a positive and it, and it just wasn't something that was achievable to make. So I sat on that one for a while trying to work out how to pare it down and over the next few years I spent, I came up with lots of different iterations of that story and different settings, different characters, focusing on different themes around the dating thing. And um, sometimes it would drop it completely, sometimes it would come back to it, and, and, I, and I must have gone through 20 different scripts, completely unique scripts, over that period. I, I guess I started doing some sketches. I, was, I didn't really know what I wanted them to, the characters to look like at first, but one thing was fairly clear was that I'd spent a lot of the time doing very physical animation in my career so far, and I had actually spent a, a sizable chunk of my career working on uh, stuff that had lots of facial expressions, but the material wasn't usable to show off, really, because the rest of the, the visuals around my face work wasn't strong enough. So none of that kind of material was in my showreel, and I was feeling like I really wanted to get back to doing some facial work, because I knew I was good at it, and I wanted to show off my, my skills as a facial animator as as well as all this physical stuff I was doing, but I thought to myself, okay, how do I make this achievable? And one of the ways to make it achievable was to uh, reduce the workload as much as you can. So, right, okay, let's simplify. I started thinking, well, if, if, I, only want to, if I want to be able to face, focus on performances and facial expressions and things like that, let's start designing the characters around that. And I tried everything from them just being animated heads to uh, removing their bodies and just having hands floating in the air. When I, I tried that one for a while and I did quite a few designs where it was just kind of a, a head with a pair of hands 
Uh, and I thought, well, that's great because it's just pure expression um, and none of the extra bump. But in the end, there are a lot of things you can't do with that. You can't shrug a character's shoulders. So shoulder line stuff is coming back, and I would build in. I was basically making a character that looked like a bust. And, um, and then I started, of course, realizing that, hang on a second, if I'm doing a story about dating, there's going to be a female character in there some, at some point. And in order to show off sexuality, it's really quite tricky when I was thinking about it. How do you show off sexuality when all you've got is shoulders, hands, and a head? And so I started bringing back other features. Uh, and I went further down the figure. I had designs that went all the way down to below the knees. And that was pointless because um, although it was a nice visual trick and it, it was striking to look at, at the end of the day, I'd not saved myself any work over doing a full figure. In fact, it was trickier because I had to figure out how to end the character. And at this point, I'd already started to think about setting the, the uh, whole project up in heaven and that they were somehow ghosts or um, angels or demons or something like this. So I was starting to do characters that tapered off at the bottom. And I guess I summarized that I could get sexuality back into a character by including the hips, but then just chop off the legs so there was no two legs. We could imply knee shapes and things like that um, by bending whatever was tapering off from the hips, but basically it ended at the hips and then just tapered off. And that worked for me. Now, one of the other things I was trying to strive for is I was kind of thinking about my audience and things have changed a lot since I left university and these days the vast majority of short films get all their exposure on the internet. Um, you can go to festivals and it is possible to sell them on DVDs or get them shown along with movies but at the end of the day in most cases they're just shown on the internet and I'd actually had some positive experiences showing off my uh, student films. I mean, one of my student films, for example, managed to get put on the front page of a major uh, new video portal and picked up about 8 million viewings over the course of a few weeks. And that just kind of like, opened my eyes and I thought, hang on, okay, right, um, it's worth you know pursuing that. And I just thought to myself, well, how do you make the most impact if your target audience is on the internet? And the answer to that is, you have a good title that catches them, and you have a little image that is, you know, the sort of thing that everybody wants to click on. So it had to be striking visually. But in a lot of cases, you don't get control over what that little image is. So basically, the entire film has to be striking and good looking in order that wherever you happen to upload your film to, it was always going to look. Uh, striking and unique. So making these characters look different from anything that was out there was top priority. Uh, the overall color scheme um, being strong and interesting and fun was top priority. And pretty much most of the uh, sets and everything else I wanted to pour into it had a really strong design. And this isn't something I was afraid of. I'm quite happy to go in there and do all that kind of stuff. The part I was slightly concerned about was that I may have done an awful lot of stuff in my career that sort of covers the full pipeline, but the one thing I never really had to do very much was modeling and texturing. And I was thinking to myself, oh great, how on earth do I get these things modeled and textured? So at one point, 
I started thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to have to design these characters really simplistic. And actually, I'm jumping back in the timeline a little bit here, um, to a point when I designed the characters as just heads. This was, they were balls, basically. Uh, fuzzy balls, because I thought to myself, well, everyone clicks on the fuzzy characters if they have a choice of several different images to click on, because it looks cute. So I was going for the idea of a fuzzy ball with eyes and some arms that dangled off in. I've done some colour concept artwork that's if you dig in deep enough, you'll find. Um, and all I was going to do was make them different coloured balls for male and female. <laughs> um, and for a while I believed that was how I was going to go ahead and do it, but you know, I explored other ideas and eventually moved away from that idea. In fact, at one point, I found myself working for a great small visual effects company uh, where they had really, really good modelers. And I guess I got it into my head that I'd be able to somehow manage to get these things modeled and I'd find a way. And I, I kind of came to the conclusion that the only way to make this thing was going to be to look for other people to help out and lend me a hand in some way, um, especially if I wanted to make it in a timely manner. Um, and I'd, I started to learn about how this was already being done um, on forums like CG Society, they had collaborative sections, and I started reading up on uh, this amazing website called Animwatch that had uh, loads of uh, short films in development and just realizing, hey, this can be done. As it happens, Animwatch shut down uh, around about that time as well, so uh, there was no more progress on that website and there was no way I was going to get onto it either, which was a real shame. But at least I kind of got it into my head that the way to proceed was to get help. And so I had faith and designed the characters uh, up to a level that I could not possibly have made them myself. So I had all these characters. As I said, I went through loads and loads of scripts, tons of them in fact. And I ran them past a friend of mine who's an animation writer to try and get some feedback. Um, but as a general rule, I was trying to show it to lots of different people, and not everyone was that keen or happy to spend any significant amount of time reading my scripts, and I wasn't getting the kind of feedback I wanted. I was hoping that I might find somebody that was a great animated filmmaker who I could swap notes with, but you, know, you don't come across people like that very often, so as a general rule of thumb, uh, the feedback I was getting wasn't amazing, and it came down to the only thing that was improving my script was time. I would do a version that I kind of liked, I'd sit on it for a while, come back to it a few months later, realize what was wrong with it, and do another version. And so this is how it proceeded, and, and which is why for, it took a couple of years really before the project started to come into a sort of shape that I was really, really happy with. I mean, I went through a period when the character, there was, Cupid was this sleazy, fat, uh, red-headed salesman-like character who was befriending uh, the doorman to Heaven's Gates and uh, the setting was that there were all these demon... oh, sorry, characters coming from life. They died and they were passing through this sort of middle space between life and heaven and the doorman was letting them into heaven and as they would go along these demon hands would rise up out of the ground every now and again and grab hold of it, um, somebody who wasn't meant to go to heaven. And it was uh, the doorman's job to identify these people, and those people would get carried back down to, to hell. 
And this was a cool, cool idea. I loved the setting, I loved the visual. Unfortunately, it was quite ambitious in that it was really transformation effect heavy, and there was a lot of characters involved. In fact, at one point, I was considering things like um, celebrities that had died, like Hugh Hefner or, or uh, uh, even characters as well, like Lara Croft or someone like that who died, and you'd see them walking from life uh, in some beaten up state that reflected how they died, so it kind of had that comic factor, but you also got to see their personality as they were sent over to the afterlife, and then of course it was like, oh my god, how many characters am I creating? It just got silly. And the other problem was that it was a dialogue-based story at this point, and the dialogue was fleshing it out and making it take longer than it really needed to. Just the very fact that the characters were actually talking meant that uh, you had to go through all of this sort of banter, and the banter itself fluffed out, pumped up the story, and made it about four times longer than it really wanted to, until I came to the realization that most of what I wanted to get across in my themes could be done uh, predominantly visually, and I didn't have to have them having a banter and, and talk. So the characters went silent, and uh, I knew I'd started to introduce female characters at some point along here. But it didn't feel right that they were only a very minor aspect of the story all about dating. So I bit the bullet and decided, right, okay, I'm going to have more than two primary central characters. I'm going to have the third one, a female character. And that really did mean losing all of the other background characters and things like that. And I tried to figure out how to make the story work with just these three characters. And that was already a lot because I was still thinking to myself, how am I going to get three characters modeled? This is crazy. Uh, fortunately, I was uh, quite lucky that in the, this uh, small visual effects company I, I was working with, uh, every now and again they'd be happy to chip in and help a little bit, and I got some early tail tests done, because it was important to me that if I was going to do this tapering off tail on the bottom of the character, and I was going to say that that was my visual style, I had to ensure that it could be done, otherwise I was going down the wrong path, so it meant starting on a technical slant a lot earlier than I would have otherwise started and um, in the end I sort of did these tests uh, with a friend of mine there and it seemed to work, it convinced me that I could do the job and um, in fact you can see those tests on uh, the forum at the moment. Anyway, the, uh, it convinced me that I could carry on so I carried on designing them and uh, I actually took a job in London and once I'd done a couple of really long projects there, uh, I realized I did not had a summer holiday for quite some time because I'd gone off to Australia for their winter and then I'd come back for our winter and and it'd been a bit depressing spending the best part of two and a half years without a, a, um, having a decent summer. So I decided, right, okay, I'm not going to work in the middle of the summer. I'm going to take a month off at the end of these two projects because I was freelancing at this point. Uh, before I start looking for work again. So I spent a month mostly just sort of working on the film, uh, doing a lot of concept art, and I would sit in the parks, go out to the park and, and draw in the park for a day and, and help develop the story. And I got quite a lot of good artwork done from that, enough that I got to a point where I had a, a visual of three of the characters, two of which are not that dissimilar to uh, the characters as they stand now. But it, it was a nice picture that was fully coloured, and it was the kind of thing that I could use to put out there and tell the world about the story. 
and I guess I got a few more jobs afterwards that distracted me for a while, but um, ultimately I got to a point where it was time to start thinking about getting the word out there. I, up to this point, avoided splashing out and trying to start a thread on the CG Society because I wanted to be in a really good state before I started attracting talent and I wanted to get the best talent. So I made sure that my script was uh, really solid and I was happy with it and my character designs were looking pretty good before I got I started on that. And I think it was January of 2009 um, that I finally decided, right, okay, let's have a go and start a thread on CG Society and see what happens. Now, funnily enough, um, I kind of misread the rules on the forum and I got my first attempt to put an advert up there bumped and they cut it off. And so I actually went on the 11 Second Club, which I've been on very regularly. I mean, it's hard to be regular on all the forums all the time, but 11 Second Club was the forum I've been quite regular on over the last few years, partly because I ended it at one point and partly just because um, I got a lot of satisfaction out of helping the people and um, critiquing people's work and judging it every month. So I went on the 11 second forum and I started to chat about the idea of having a section there for short filmmakers and they went for it and opened up a, a new section which I'm really grateful for um, and I started it off, started a new thread dedicated to the film and started posting my progress, basically. Uh, I put a new intro in there and um, immediately started getting some really good people uh, writing to me about the project. And uh, I had some fantastic people uh, sign up. Uh, we started swapping uh, emails and uh, doing sketches and playing around with the technology of how it was all gonna work. And in a short period of time, we had several people doing drawings, several people who wanted to animate, several uh, riggers, um, all bouncing emails around. And it was quite successful, but it was quite clear that it couldn't continue like this because we were already starting to get people involved and all we were, well, long, larger numbers of people involved who were not immediately ready to work on the project. Like, for example, somebody who wanted to start modeling but we hadn't completely finished the character designs. So, I realized that what we were really doing was building this email list up and then spamming everyone because we would all hit reply all every single time and every single person on that email list was getting a ton of messages and I thought that can't be very nice for them so I thought right well there's going to be a better way of doing this. Uh, now somewhere along the line I've done some free work, freelance work for a company that actually had built a system online uh, where they were posting videos and giving feedback uh, for animation and all that kind of stuff and it seemed to work quite well. So I thought, right, well, let's look into this. So I, with the team that I currently had, started talking to about lots of different ways of approaching this and, and whether there were better ways to do it. And in the end, uh, I couldn't see a better solution than this one that I'd worked on already. So I started building a forum on this social network system that already existed and customizing it and getting people involved and it took off fast. Everybody got on board. Uh, it was quite clear to see how it would all work and basically it was really working. So we started posting images that we already had into the image section and, and some of the videos into the video section and it, it just was a fast, efficient way to get things done. 
And I guess that kind of takes us into another section of the story entirely, so maybe I'll do that another time. As you can see, it was uh, it had taken quite a few years to get to the point where we were, what I would say, at the beginning of the production period. And I'm completely forgetting I actually started doing um, the animatic uh, before we got to this creating this forum. But we hadn't got a lot of exposure, so not an awful lot of people had had the opportunity to see this animatic. I was posting stuff on my own website. I was creating these PDF files filled with images in an attempt to try and let everyone see what everyone else was doing, but it was a very slow way of doing things because it was always up to me to update my website every single time somebody sent me something by email. So uh, it, it, that was when I was kind of deciding what it was time to create this social forum thing. Anyway, um, so we had animat animatics and uh, images and all kinds of stuff coming together and it was really beginning to start taking off. Um, at which point it kind of moves us into another period of production that uh, we will talk about next time. So far, things on the film have been going extremely well. Very, very positively well, actually. Ever since the uh, online forum uh, got started, uh, we've been gathering a lot of teammates and we've made an awful lot of progress. Uh, so I'm just going to go from the top quickly to sort of summarise where the status of things are. Uh, if For those people that aren't familiar with this, you might need to actually check the website to understand everything I'm talking about. But uh, So you know, in a way this is a little bit of an update for the team. So anyway, from the top uh, we have three characters, Devil, Cupid and Death. Uh, Devil is completely modelled and partially textured. Uh, the texture is going extremely well on that one, and with any luck, soon we'll be looking at rigging him because we can actually start the rigging process before he's completely textured. Um, then we've got Death is completely modelled and textured, and currently in the rigging process. Uh, with any luck, she'll be the first character completely finished and ready to animate. Cupid is in the modelling process at the moment, but pretty close to completion. He's um, currently being looked at by three different people for different aspects of him and with any luck we'll have a complete model of him fairly soon as well. Uh, we have completely finished all the ones, they've all been rigged and textured so that's an excellent start. We also have uh, most of the work done for the chairs as well which is great, which is great because it effectively means that we can now, everything that the characters interact with regularly, like the chairs and the ones, is all ready to go. We've got the whole sky dome set up, that's all nicely working, and we've got most of the effects work actually really starting to make major progress there, so we've got god rays and particles and all that kind of stuff working. Uh, the clouds are coming along nicely as well. Um, most of these things just need a little bit of polish here and there, but generally speaking they're in good shape already. Uh, we've got the holographic sphere, which is kind of the representation of Earth below and all the people in it. Uh, which is coming along quite nicely, and um, that's already looking quite good. It's just being transferred from Exercise to Mire at the moment, uh, with a few little bits of polish coming on that one as well. And uh, we've got gravestones uh, for the backgrounds uh, in progress. Basically, we've got about three different types of gravestones, which we'll show from the front and the back, and they'll be littered around Devil's side of the arena. And then over to the other side, uh, what we're going to do is have 
a sort of heaven's gates with light beams passing through them, and that model is currently in progress as well. Uh, we've also got the demon hand, which has been modelled. Uh, it's mostly kind of textured, but not a complicated texture, so it's going to be pretty easy to polish that one off. The rigging has already started on that one, although it needs a little bit of refinement. We've got some extra props like uh, Cupid's Bow and Death's Scythe, which are in some form or another completely ready to work with. Death Scythe I'm hoping to use in the opening sequence, which would be good because it will sort of remind you who she is as an early, because you'll have her hood, her colour scheme, and the scythe as all those visual cues to tell you that she is Death. So having that for that opening scene will be useful. She probably won't use it again for the rest of the film, but she'll put it down in it, and it's an important prop to have. And uh, let's see what else have we got. Chairs, down the clouds. Uh, oh yes, we've got a uh, little pop-up hologram, which is uh, now designed, and I believe somebody's actually having a, a look at the modelling for that at the moment as well. So that will be, we'll have to be careful to make sure that that fits in with the design of the holographic sphere as well. So uh, those two team members will have to work closely together. And that's the general gist of it. I'm actually... Um, still working through the animatic at the moment. The whole thing already exists in thumbnail form, but I want to go through it to a higher level of polish with better poses and layout and a bit of previs mixed in with it as well, because you can, I can communicate when I'm talking to somebody about what the story is with the thumbnails, but it's clearer, I think, for people um, over the internet when we can't speak face to face to have a much more detailed animatic. So I'm going to keep planning ahead with that one. It's going to take a little while, but um, I'm going to make sure that it's a really, really solid animatic. Um, and it's kind of a mixture at the moment. So there'll be some shots where there'll be some carefully drawn poses moving through a scene with a 3D camera as well. But the point of that being that no animator should be able to look at that scene and have any questions about what it is they're meant to do with the camera and with the characters. So that's making progress. At some point, when I've gone through all my story change notes, I'd like to get other people involved in helping out with that so we can speed things up. Just for the time being, I'm doing it entirely myself because it's quite hard to communicate some of the new changes I have in mind just to kind of polish things up. Um, but that's all making progress, and Larissa uh, is looking into the how to make it into a musical as well. This is a development that came up a few months back, where basically we were thinking, right, how do we make this? film stand out and we were already addressing it visually and in lots of other ways um, but one of the things we wanted to do was try and perhaps go oh hang on a second what, maybe we can make this into a musical and we can have the characters kind of singing what their thoughts are and that's the real trick we're not actually having them singing to each other it's not as though they're standing in the set able to hear each other singing this is more that they're singing for the audience's benefit to say what they're actually thinking at the time so really, it's just an extra level of enhancement that um, pushes their emotions out to the front and allows us to understand more about what they're thinking when they're looking at each other. I'd also like to uh, put a, the word out there to any sound effects guys. Uh, we have somebody having a look at it at the moment, but at the end of the day, what would, would be really nice, actually, is to start laying down some temporary sound effects to help the animatic make more sense to everyone that looks at it. I would normally do this myself, but it's quite a time-consuming process. 
and um, if somebody else out there would prefer to specialise in it, uh, that would be great. If uh, anyone's looking to get involved, I should I can hardly recommend you go to our jobs tab where we list all our currently available positions and I keep it as up to date as possible. In fact, you, if you look at the top of the page, you can usually see the last date that it was actually updated so you know exactly how up to date it is and it's almost always within a few days. Um, so you can see down there that there'll be a list of tasks as well. So if people want to get involved and they see a task that suits their portfolio, please get in touch and let me know um, what your skills are and what task it is you're interested in getting involved with. Anyway, that's enough for this episode. I'd just like to thank Larissa Ness for the music for this podcast. You can listen to more of her work at larissaness.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to get involved with Devils, Angels, and Dating, or you're just interested, please go to devilsangelsanddating.com. Until next time. Devils, angels, and dating.